Wellness Force Radio, episode 52. But if that thing doesn't matter to you, then why are you trying to do it? Because you want somebody else to pat you on the back and say, good job. But you don't need that. Like What we need is for ourselves to pat ourselves on the back and say, I am doing my best for me, and that's what matters right now. I think to get to that point, you have to be able to look at your life and really analyze it and say, this stuff I'm doing is not for me. And so I can't continue it because it's not serving me at all. Wellness Force Radio. Welcome back to another episode. This is Josh Trent, your host, and I'm grateful you're here to eat this little slice of your busy day on the podcast. This show is where I'll find you the most inspiring and passionate experts in behavior change and wellness technology. Every week, you and I get to come together to learn from a world-class leader who dedicates their life to driving real transformation in our physical and emotional wellness. Today on the podcast, we are talking with Jeff Sanders, public speaker, productivity coach, best-selling author, and host of the 5 a.m. Miracle Podcast. This is a show, if you're into taking bold action, you're in the right place because Jeff is gonna talk to us today about taking charge of our mornings and dominating our day before breakfast. Thank you so much if you're on the Wellness Force newsletter list. We had an amazing response about what kind of guests you wanna have on the show. A lot of people were talking about mindset and what it takes to actually input the tools that'll move us closer to where we want to be in our wellness. Well, I couldn't agree more. You know, when we started Wellness Force last year, it was about the technology. But the more and more I interview these phenomenal guests, just super smart people, I start to really understand that it's the intention behind the tools that's the most fascinating. If you're not on the newsletter list, get downloads and information before anyone else. Hop on over to wellnessforce.com slash news, sign up and get your free guides and everything from today's show. This show is sponsored by Perfect Supplements. I have been searching for products I can trust in supplements since 2005, and I'm honored to support this company who walks the talk with their values of non-GMO, organic and pesticide free real food supplements that support us on the wellness journey. Head on over to perfectsupplements.com slash wellnessforce or enter code wellnessforce at checkout to get 10% off your next order. We're going to get right to the show today since we're talking about productivity, but let me tell you what you're going to learn with Jeff. Not only are we going to go into the deep levels of self-development, but also we'll understand how to achieve goals by taking a personal inventory of self-care, how to eat food with intention, and what it takes to create massive health shifts in our life And lastly, to schedule the fun. I can relate to that too, because this past week, I have literally been putting fun activities in my calendar. Because let's be real, like they're not going to happen unless we put them in the calendar. Can you relate? I'm raising my hand right now. It is so important to schedule in the fun. Speaking of fun, let's jump into this amazing and powerful conversation with Jeff Sanders. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks, Josh. Great to be here today. Today's show is really perfect timing, man. We just gained another hour of sunlight here in California with the time change, which means I'm loving the extra sunlight. But getting up earlier means I'm getting up in an even darker morning. So on today's show, we're talking about how to squeeze the most out of each and every day with really a gentleman who's a productivity master. I mean, setting and accomplishing goals has such a huge impact on our wellness. Jeff, you're a public speaker. You're a productivity coach and author. You're the host of the widely successful 5am miracle podcast. I mean, basically you're everywhere, but I'd like to know what is something most people don't know about you? That's a great question. And I've thought of this question a lot in the past. And my, I asked my wife about this earlier and she said, you know, Jeff, you really love barbecue sauce. 
And I was like, excuse me? Like, I didn't realize this. And she was like, you bought three gallons of barbecue sauce like a month ago. I'm like, oh yeah. So I think <laughs> I'm very weird answer to that question. Um, I go through these phases with food where there's certain things I'm really attached to. Last summer it was salsa. Uh, right now it's barbecue sauce. I have no idea what it'll be next, but uh, I really enjoyed certain types of things and I get into it really deeply. And that just tends to be how I operate. That is awesome, man. Well, in a few sentences, tell us who you are, uh, what you do and, and why you do it. Well, essentially, I am a guy who just absolutely loves to set really ridiculous goals and just see what happens in the process. I think that's where my life kind of started. I was I went to school for theater and psychology, which if you know anything about that, those don't lead to careers at all. I did those both those degrees for fun. And I graduated college, moved to Boston with my wife, and I got a job in door-to-door sales. And at this point, I really had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. But my boss at the time was like, hey, I want you to read this book from John Maxwell. And I didn't know who John Maxwell was. Didn't have, no, I didn't know nothing about the, that world. But I read the book and was obsessed with it immediately. I loved it, fell in love with personal development, fell in love with the whole process of improvement and growth and setting goals. And that set me off on a whole new path of my life where I was reading everything, listening to podcasts and audiobooks and going to conferences and like just absorbing like crazy. And so that's what ultimately inspired me to want to then become one of those same people I was learning from. So that I wanted to be a blogger, a podcaster, a speaker, an author. That those were all became goals of mine. And then along the way, I did things like I went vegan and I ran ultra marathons and I, you know, started a business and I started to do whatever I could do that would just ask me like, so Jeff, how can you be better today? Like, how can you push the envelope today? And that's what my life has really been about is just trying to do new, weird, bizarre, off the wall things that lead to just interesting growth. And that's really why I do what I do today is I just want to see what I'm made of. And I surprise myself all the time. I find things out about myself I didn't know was true. And that to me is just a fascinating process. Well, I'm sure everybody can feel and hear your energy. So we all want some of that. And I think that's what any great entrepreneur or any great seeker, I'm a seeker myself, I can feel that you are too. And a lot of the people listening to the show are seeking better wellness. You know, on your blog, on your podcast, your products, even your coaching, you focus on helping people dominate their day before breakfast, you say, because early mornings matter. Waking up with intention, with a plan, with a solidified purpose can make a dramatic difference, not only in the day, but more importantly, in your future success. What sparked this? I know we're going to talk about your book later on, but just this early morning piece. Were you always an early morning guy? I was not. Although actually my story would, it really begins with as a child, I was as a teenager slash college student, I was definitely not. And then I, as it became like an early to mid 20 something, uh, I was definitely not like super hardcore, not at all. But then I became an early riser. So like I've had these different periods of time where my sleep patterns have changed in dramatic ways. Uh, but what happened to me is in my mid twenties, I was working a day job, had a side business and I had a marathon to train for. And I realized with all this going on, there was not enough time in the day to do everything I wanted to do unless I was going to wake up really early to do the marathon training piece. And so that was the inspiration was like, okay, if the only time I have available is 5 a.m. to wake up and go run, then let's try that and see what happens. And I just fell in love with the process. I absolutely thought it was almost the most amazing thing I'd ever done because I realized there's time in the day that I had just previously slept through, that I just I had ignored. I had woke up at the last minute and I was you know struggling to get to work on time. And I realized that pattern could 
didn't last. And I was also using that time wisely to actually train for my race. And then after the race was over, I realized now I actually still have that time available. I can still use it for something else. And so then I began to do business projects and personal projects and anything that would use that time in a wise way. That's what I use my 5 a.m. time for. And so for me, that was the, the inspiration to begin the whole process. It was because of a marathon, but the reality was I just wanted time in my day to do things that matter to me. And that's how I use it that time today. Do you feel like you've always been a driven person? You said something really poignant, things that matter to me. A lot of things matter in life. People can get caught up in the weeds and start involving themselves in activities, people, and things that don't matter. Do you feel like you've always been a guy ever since you were a little kid that's focused on things that matter? As a little kid, I was focused on just following the crowd. And I, I kind of grew into this like person who wanted to pr- push the envelope more. I think that when I was, as I grew up, I was seeking out other people who knew more than I did, whether it was my best friend or my parents or my, you know, some mentor. Like I was always asking like, who knows more than I do? And so in that process, like I, I was learning a lot as a, as a kid, but then when I became, you know, a college student and then an, an adult after school, I realized I will have to do a lot of this on my own. I'll have to push myself to see what else is out there. Uh, There wasn't as much of the obvious structure to go and be with other people. I had to go create it myself. And so I became much more independent at that point and really said like, okay, what's my life gonna be about? How am I going to be a better version of me? How am I to discover more about myself? And I realized that the answer to that was setting goals and pursuing them and then discovering what mattered along the way and then cutting things that that did not matter and adding things that did. And so that process is complicated. It was messy. still is messy in a lot of ways, uh, but I'm always asking that question, like what matters to me now? What's the next most important thing to go after? And then how can I focus on that? Well, this is inspiring because a lot of people listening are maybe starting in the middle of, or just in a maintenance of a better wellness goal. And I think this correlates to an executive. I know you work with a lot of high power executives. What are the commonalities of roadblocks you see in self-care and productivity that also stop the beginner from achieving their goals? It is so common for people who are successful to be overly programmed, overly busy. They have no time built in for themselves. Uh, I see this over and over and over again, you know, especially the people who are doing so well in their careers that they think they're being successful. But the reality is, is that they're, they're building their own traps. They are destroying themselves in the process. And it's just, they, they come to me a lot of times because of that. And they're like, wait a minute, I, Jeff, how can I make this work? My answer is it can't work the way you're doing it. And the way you have to change it is you have to cut a lot of stuff. And so that's the first step I always do is we have to look at your life and say, what can we get rid of? Because that's the only way to free up the time you're going to need to focus on what actually matters. Because most of us are spending a lot of our time on things that don't matter, not to us, not to our companies, not to our, our, our families. We do a lot of things that sound pretty on paper, but in reality, don't actually give us the return we want. I love so, this. I love this. What are the traps? You talk about the traps. The traps are that we want to please other people. The traps are we want we were trying to live to a societal expectation of, of perfection. We're trying to, you know, on social media, be this fake, beautiful person. We're trying to impress other people. And it doesn't come back to, well, what's actually going to make me effective? What's actually going to allow my goals to be accomplished? Instead, we're looking at these other factors, these other levels of success and saying, well, I have to go be this thing. But if that thing doesn't matter to you, then why are you trying to do it? Because you want somebody else to pat you on the back and say, good job. 
but you don't need that. Like what we need is for ourselves to pat ourselves in the back and say, I am doing my best for me. And that's what matters right now. And I think to get to that point, you have to be able to look at your life and really analyze it and say, this stuff I'm doing is not for me. And so I can't continue it because it's not serving me at all. So beyond people reaching out to you or, or working with you, what are some things that you began to do to take this inventory, Jeff, that you talk about where you really take a look within and see what is not serving me? How do we begin that process? The way I analyze my life generally is a lot of brainstorming sessions. So I look, I'll ask different questions. I love to do these sessions that like my focus blocks of time where I'll, I'll, I'll go away into a room with a whiteboard and a marker and I'll ask myself a series of questions, everything from like, what's my biggest goal right now? What am I most angry about right now? Uh, what am I most frustrated about right now? And then I'll just brainstorm out lots and lots of answers. And then I take a look at all this stuff that I wrote down and I begin to piece it together and find commonalities and find things that are true about me that I was not recognizing on an average day. But in these sessions where I'm willing to, you know, be a little open about my own self, I'm able to find those connection points and then realize, okay, here's something that I wasn't seeing before that I can go focus on now. Here are things that, you know, I thought were important that really aren't, or here are tendencies I have or bad habits I have formed over time. You know, I love to collect data like you do as well about my own habits and I have habit trackers and I love to use technology in that sense. And I'll look back at my own data and say, well, there's a trend forming here. There are, you know, I've been missing workouts or I've been missing my early morning, you know, wake up call. Like I've been doing something that's not working. So why is that? And then what am I going to do going forward that's actually going to make a tangible difference there? Yes. And I loved how you mentioned tracking because I am extremely passionate about tracking. It's, it's what I do with my clients and it's what I really feel gives them success. But when you're working with an executive, when you're having this deep conversation, which really is vulnerable, I mean, this is not an easy conversation to have. What is the meaning of my life? Where am I going? What am I doing? Why am I doing it? Do you see from a self-care perspective the ways that people or executives are not showing up, are there any ways of self-care that people are just lacking from the get-go? Well, most people that I work with don't exercise at all. And if they do, it's not very regular. I think that that's the first thing. The second thing is while they're busy, they're not eating food with intention. They're eating whatever's available. So they'll have food at, at, at fast food you know, or vending machine because it's available in the office or it's next door. And so there's, there's a lack of intention around the health and wellness piece. It's really an afterthought. And because it's an afterthought, it's not prioritized. Therefore, it's not getting done. It's not being improved. And so the best thing you, that I could do with the, my, my clients is to really point that out and just say, well, what if you were intentional about this? What if you step back and said, let's just look at my lunch today. What am I going to pack for my own lunch? What am I going to do to guarantee at least you know, 20 minutes of having my heart rate be you know, accelerated today? Like I want to do something to push me forward today. And with that intentional piece and, and, and that discussion, people realize, okay, I, I can do this differently and it wouldn't be a huge shift. It's not that hard to, to plan a meal. It's not that hard to work in a 20 minute workout. It just takes a, a prioritization that most people are just not doing right now. But I love that you mentioned that because it goes right back to what you talked about with taking that inventory, having that honest conversation. I'm curious too, in your work, it's, it's been a long journey for you. What, what are some of the deleterious habits that you personally have struggled with before launching the podcast? And how did you overcome some of these habits that were hard to let go of? 
Well, like I just said about the, the whole idea of eating without intention, my biggest problem growing up was I was the guy who would eat everything. Like, they would, didn't matter what it was, I would just like put it in my mouth and say, this is great. I didn't taste it. I didn't care. I just ate it. And for a long time, that was fine because I didn't really gain any weight. I was, I was still athletic. I was still fit. Uh, but I was destroying my body in the process, which didn't catch up to me until I was probably 24, 25. And I began to realize, wow, these bad eating habits are killing me. And that's when I made this massive health shift. That's when I began to run marriage. Marathons. I began to be more intentional with my my health and my food choices, and because that was something that I was just not ever really giving you know the, the priority that it needed. And I think that one thing that I that's why I focus a lot of my own life around my health and around my productivity is I'm looking for those areas of life where I'm not thinking. I'm looking at those areas of life that I'm overlooking. Because those are the areas where I'm going to slip over time. There's going to be that gradual decline. And, and I don't want to see that. I want to be aware of what's going on. Uh, so for me, like the biggest thing that I have, I've been struggling with in the last, well, I guess previously, was just the idea of just kind of mindless activity. And I, I want to be more conscious and more aware of, of what I do and why I do it and how many times I do it and, and all that stuff. I want to be aware. And the more awareness that I have, uh, the more opportunities that I have to then you know, really reshape the way that I'm living. Oh, I love the mindfulness component because without mindfulness, there's really no way to track progress at all if you're not being aware and not being mindful. So when we look at mindfulness in the mind, the things that can strengthen the mind in your practice from working with people or even in your own life, I'm curious if you use any nootropics or supplements for brain health or for productivity. I do actually use uh, True Brain, which is a nootropic that I have started using about three or four months ago, and I have uh, seen definitely improvement there. I, I really am enjoying that. Uh, I also take a, a B12 supplement and vitamin D. I think that the three of those added together gives me kind of the baseline that I'm looking for based on you know the way that I eat and the, and the nutrients that I consume. I think that those three are the most helpful for me at this point, and I, I, the combination of those as well really helps me with my focus, helps me with my, my daily energy, and so I find that those three are kind of the best for me right now. And especially for a productivity master like yourself, I believe that supporting the brain is the most important thing. We actually had Dr. Andrew Hill on the show from True Brain. He's their chief oh, neuroscientist. Nice. And I actually got the pleasure, Jeff, of going down to the LA Peak Brain Institute, getting a QEEG and learning some powerful things about my brain, which then led me to support it in the ways that are going to make it most powerful. So definitely love that you use nootropics. We will link that in the show notes, our episode with Andrew Hill. Has Dr. Hill been on your show? Not yet, but I think it will be soon. He's got to get on there. That information gets to thrive. I mean, people need to know more about nootropics. Now, when we talk about habits, the way that you wrote your book, The 5 a.m. Miracle, let's go deep into this, Jeff. Why did you actually write the book and what was the fire to get this out there? Well, initially, the book was written because I was asked to write it, which was kind of the easy answer. Uh, but beyond that, I have been wanting to write a book about these same topics for years. Um, that's why the podcast was started. It's why I was blogging before that, is that there's been this desire for me to get this information out there to, to really just share what it is that I'm doing. Because whenever I experience something that's positive, I want to share it. I want to tell somebody, hey, I just tried this and it worked really well. You should try it too. And that's the inspiration for everything that I do. It's just like, I want to share those 
most positive experiences or places that I failed and it messed up. Like I want to share that information. And so the book for me was the chance to really package together a, a lot of those like really core principles and, and the most important strategies, the things that make the biggest difference to put it all in one place and then deliver that in, in, in a format that people really like to consume in a way that's easy and actionable. That is the biggest you know focus of my book is taking action and doing something about the information. And so I wanted a way to deliver that. That wasn't just a weekly podcast or a blog post, but really something that was in a lot of ways more powerful, which is, is the form of a book. I think that people have really grasped onto that and it's, it's done well so far as so I'm excited about it. Uh, but more importantly, I just, I love the idea of, of packaging the, together kind of the best concepts in a way uh, that really make a powerful difference. This is amazing because on your book, on the cover, you say, make time for fun. That's one of the bullets. How do you schedule in the fun? I mean, everyone knows that we need to execute. We need to make money. We need to make a living, but let's make a life at the same time. How do you schedule in the fun? It's a great question. I think that the first thing, it's, it's, it goes back to the idea of being intentional and asking yourself, you know, what is today going to look like? What are the priorities going to be for me? And of course, I have priorities around my health. I have priorities around my work. Um, but I also like to make sure that I have something that I'm doing that day that's enjoyable. Um, some days that enjoyable activity actually is my workout because I love the way that I, I go and run the trails and I, I find it to be phenomenally fun. So that's some, some days that's the best answer. Other days it's a social activity or having coffee with a friend or doing something that engages me in a way that I don't normally engage because you know most people's jobs tend to be the same thing every day. And so I, variety for me is kind of the spice of life in a lot of ways. Like I, I find a lot of enjoyment in living differently. And so whenever I can mix up my schedule or go somewhere new, uh, to me that process is fun. So it could be my job. It could be, you know, my, a family activity. I don't really care what the thing is, but I'm looking for opportunities in my schedule and in my day to mix things up and, and to make my life a lot more fun. So when you schedule in the fun, do you do it in a certain way? Is there a key app? What's your go-to calendar schedule? My go-to calendaring system is Nosby, which is a productivity app that I use based on David Allen's Getting Things Done system. Uh, that's where I manage all my tasks. That's where all the things come together. Uh, so that's where I'm mixing and matching together all the things I'm working on every day. Uh, and that's where I'll add in new ideas and then figure out how it's all going to come together. Uh, every day really is a puzzle that I'm trying to rearrange and, and make it all work. Uh, so if I have a good idea, I'll toss it in, see if I have time for it. If not, the next day I'll make time for it then. Was there a moment, you're a very clear guy, my experience of you is extremely clear on your vision, on your momentum, on your path, but was there a moment in your life where you felt this spark of clarity in doing what you do, and before that, where was the lack of clarity? I would say that I've actually not been that clear most of my life. I would say that going back to when I finished college and I was kind of in this graduated and clueless phase, that I like to call it, uh, there has been moments of clarity along the way. There have been things that have allowed me to define my life better. But really, it's been from books that I've read that have inspired me to go pursue something new. And when I say books, I'm using that because I tend to use books as the most for my learning. But then from the books, what I'll do is, is I'll schedule some big project I want to do, a, a big goal that I want to achieve. And it's from the, the pursuit of those big goals that I find more clarity. So for me at this point, like I love to run. When I first set the goal of running a marathon, once that marathon was on my calendar, that clarity I had at that point was incredible. I think that was the first point in my life after college as an adult where I set a personal goal that I wanted to achieve that then made me realize my entire life now has to shape around this marathon. I have to literally reschedule my time. I have to make a work around my work schedule. Like there was an obvious end goal and a clear path to get there. I just have to run a little farther each day until I get there. We'll jump right back to the conversation with Jeff. Does he have amazing energy or what? Speaking of energy, 
The best way to do that is through nutrition and supplementation. Rhodiola rosea from Perfect Supplements is a perfect addition to a healthy diet that increases energy, improves mood, and reduces stress. It's also noted to enhance memory and mental performance. I mean, the data is in. We need almost 25,000 calories a day to get all the nutrients and minerals we need to thrive. In addition to eating real food, part of my personal diet includes taking Perfect Supplements to get just what is not possible from today's food supply, even if we're eating organic and clean. Hop on over to perfectsupplements.com slash wellnessforce to choose from all my handpicked recommendations from 10 years of coaching and training. Make sure to enter coupon code wellnessforce at checkout and save 10% off your purchase. Now let's get back to the energetic and fun conversation with Jeff Sanders. And so for me, like that was one of the first moments in my life where I realized setting a big goal forces you to prioritize your life. It forces everything to come together and point in one direction. And when I have that going on in my life, clarity just has to exist. If it, if it doesn't and you're not clear on the end, end goal, that's when you end up with too many projects, too many distractions, too many things happening. But when you have one focus, a singular direction to go to, clarity just has to exist. It's an amazing process. Getting clear on the end goal and possibly creating a community and an environment that's in alignment with you reaching that end goal. Has there been any times in your life where you've set this BHAG, you know, the big, hairy, audacious goal? And then have you had events or people or things happen that have pulled you off course? How have you recovered? Oh, certainly. I think there's definitely been times where I've either I've lost jobs or I've had you know family events to attend that have thrown me off course. Uh, I've had numerous marathons I've scheduled that I never ended up going to because I wasn't training well enough, because my schedule was messed up, because I made excuses to myself. I mean, the list goes on and on of things that I have tried to do and actually never ended up achieving. And I, I have so many different business goals, even just this last few months that I have set and then decided I had to bail on because it wasn't ever going to work. I think that's it's one of those things where I'm experimenting with a lot of things all the time. Um, I'm willing to fail. I'm willing to let things go when I need to. Uh, but along the way, I'm always looking for how can I clarify the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing? How can I make sure that the reasons are set? Because when I have a powerful why, when I know why I'm doing something, the excuses tend to fall away. And I tend to have that, that direction be more clear and I stick to it a lot, lot better because I know why I'm doing it and I care about it. And so I'm always looking for reasons to not do things so they don't distract me, uh, but really focusing on the reason behind the big thing I'm doing. Well, I feel like the interview is over. You can just drop the mic now. I mean, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, one of the best yes. books I ever read. And he talks about the power of this. When we are clear, crystal clear on the why, then all the things that happen as to what or the mechanism don't matter. It's the intention behind the mechanism. The me Everybody wants to do mechanism, Jeff. Uh, what software should I buy? What platform should I use? What should I do for my outreach? How do I build it? It's like, get clear on your why first. I love that you said that. Last question, we're going to transition into the fun seven for seven round, but I'm curious if you could talk a little bit about the things that pull us away from our goals, whether it's health or wellness or anything. What do you feel are the negative effects of the television or the media? You, you actually mentioned society's pressures, the expectations of what society wants us to do. How do those things pull us away from setting and accomplishing goals? Well, there's no doubt that television for me has been one of the biggest distractions and just personally. Like I, I love to watch TV. There's great shows to watch. There's great things to consume. The media, of course, has a lot of positive benefits. 
but I'm actually very opposed to media at the same time. Even as a guy who creates videos and podcasts, I want people to consume that. At the same time, I have a, a personal focus on creating content that's actionable and, and effective and helps you learn and grow. And when I realize this, when I watch television and when I consume programming that's designed just for entertainment, is that it actually is making me stupid and I don't enjoy being dumb. So I'm trying to find things in my life that engage my mind, that make me feel empowered, that allow me to go pursue what it is I want to do. And most of the time, the, the entertainment that I'm consuming is, is fine in a small dose, but if it becomes too big, then it, it just takes up too much of my, of my brain space, too much of my physical time. And, and I don't want that to be the case because the goals I want to achieve matter more to me than a TV show. But on some days, if you look at the amount of time I spent on it, you wouldn't believe that because I watch so much television. So I'm, I look at this and kind of go, well, what's the, what's the breakdown here? How do I make sure the things that matter get my priority, they get the time they deserve? And so that's the, the whole intention piece. You know, be intentional with your time. Look at what you're doing, analyze it, and really ask yourself, like, why do I do this? Like, is it for just numbing myself out? Like, why do I do this? And then when you realize why you're doing it, you can find another activity that's a little more helpful that pushes you in the right direction, and you don't need uh, the numbing out or the entertainment to the endless degree that a lot of us do. We interviewed uh, Gay and, and Katie Hendricks, and he talked about the weapons of mass distraction. So I feel like the television and the media can definitely be those things. Great answer, Jeff. I want to transition. This is the last part of the show. It is my favorite part. It's seven questions for seven top of mind answers. Are you ready? Ready. Question one, if there was one thing you could change about the health and wellness industry, what would it be and why? Uh, probably too much focus on protein. And I say this as, and this is kind of a very personal perspective on nutrition. Um, I eat a vegan diet, and so I realized the power of fruits and vegetables, and I realized there's a lot of people that eat a lot of protein, and they do so like I did in the past, mindlessly. So really, the best answer there is it's the mindlessness around health and wellness. Uh, if you have the intentional, you know, the intention behind it, you know why you're doing what you're doing, you research it, you do your homework, uh, you can make a, a better choice that's actually a more balanced approach to your own health. Do you feel like that's cyclical for people that some people can go in and out of eating in a certain way depending on their stress or environment? Oh, definitely. I think that I've... I, knowing that my bad habits I've had in the past that I have broken, those bad habits can come back in a second. It's almost like an addiction. Like those things can come back very easily. And so the cycle definitely is, is present. Um, and that's why I think that having the positive habits and reinforcing those all the time uh, is so necessary. Who has been your most powerful mentor? In recent months and years, uh, Michael Hyatt probably is the best person I would go to. He is another guy kind of in the productivity space and personal development space who does a lot of great work. Um, he creates such amazing, high-quality stuff that I really can't uh, imagine trying to mimic anybody else besides him at this point. Mm. And I'm curious, too, for a best-selling author, what are the books or book that are a favorite of yours? Recently, in terms of productivity, some of the best books I have read have been Essentialism by Greg McEwen. The One Thing by Gary Keller and Deep Work by Cal Newport. Um, I've read all three of those books in the last couple of years and all three of those are phenomenal reads and they all kind of have the same message in different ways, which is why I like them so much um, because they they approach this concept of being more focused and simplistic uh, but from a different perspective and I really love those books. We will link that in the notes. I think essentialism has been mentioned on the show like 20 times. <laughs> if um, Question four, if someone wants to take one singular focused action, as you mentioned, to begin transformation, either in physical or emotional wellness, what would that be? Plan your day on paper. 
I think the best thing that I've seen is that once again, being intentional is that when you put something, like you said before, I think this idea of writing things down, really saying like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to write this. I'm going to make this my intention. I'm going to, you know, put it on the, on the wall. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to go follow through and do it. I think that when you have that kind of commitment and it's clear what you're going to do, uh, it's much harder to, to fail at that point because you've made it so clear to yourself. And you believe in the, in the act of pen to paper, correct? I use mostly digital devices, but my, my weekly goals are written in a big Sharpie and I put them on the wall. Awesome. I love that. How about a whiteboard? I use a whiteboard. Does that count? Uh, yes, I have a whiteboard as well, but I use those more for brainstorming. Um, I have a cork board that I use for all my goals. When you feel stress or encounter roadblocks, what is a mantra or a message that you might say to yourself to get you through one of life's difficulties? Uh, there's a quote from Albert Einstein that I love that's in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. And I lean on that quote all the time for stuff. And I realize like if I'm stressed, if I'm angry, if I'm having a bad day, um, I'm, what I'm looking for is where's the opportunity here to, to grow, to improve, to find an answer to a problem. Uh, and when I have that perspective and I, and I shift my thinking towards that, uh, then I find solutions and I find ways to get out of the moment that I'm in. And so I think that quote's very powerful. Very powerful quote. I love that. And my curiosity around your community, you've built this 5 a.m. community. Um, what is your vision for the community? What legacy do you want to leave when you're not on the world anymore? I think the one thing I've, I've been pushing for for many years now, especially in, in the community, is I'm, I'm trying to get to a point where everybody really embodies this idea of, of grand goal achievement. So they're, they're pursuing goals that are just infinitely bigger than what they're currently working on. Because I think so many people sell themselves short. Uh, they believe they can't do very much, when in reality, they have so much more power and potential. Uh, so what I want to see is a community of people who are you know, not only individually pursuing their goals, but then empowering others to do the same thing. Uh, I think that if anything... Like my legacy I want to leave is, is one of, of, of energy and enthusiasm and this desire to go do bigger things because we all have so much more we can give, but we have to first acknowledge that to ourselves and then just go and, and prove that to be true. Last question, Jeff, and with your background and the people that you work with, I am really excited to hear what you think. What is wellness to you? What's your personal definition of wellness? Energy. I think there's no doubt that when I am energetic, I feel great. And to be energetic requires a series of habits and systems and steps I have to take to get to that point. Uh, so for me, if I am energetic, it's unlikely that I am sick. <laughs> if I'm energetic, it's almost a guarantee that things are going in the right direction. It doesn't mean that I'm doing things perfectly, uh, but when I, when I feel energy and I feel enthusiasm and I have that going for me, uh, wellness is just kind of a part of the package. I loved your answer. It reminds me, I was at High Performance Academy, Brendan Burchard's event, and mm. he talked about this, where bringing the joy is really a choice a lot. Do you feel like when you mention energy as wellness to you, do you feel like sometimes it's a choice to just choose the energy? Yes. And I think that even more important than choosing the energy is choosing the activities that cause the energy. So if I were to, like, I know, for example, that after a workout, I feel better. So if I choose to exercise, then I'm going to choose the benefits that come with that. And so for me, it's about saying, well, if I'm not feeling my best right now, what can I do to change that? And so if I choose the activity that causes the result that I want, I am choosing that result. And so in that sense, yes. Fantastic. Well, how can people take action? That's what I feel like you're really a brand about is people taking inspired action. What can they do to take action? How can they learn about you? And then maybe cap us off with what you're most passionate and excited about for 2016. 
Well, jeffsanders.com is the place to find all of my content. Uh, the 5A Miracle podcast is on iTunes. The 5A Miracle book is on Amazon. Uh, there's lots of actionable steps that are in there. So those are so there's a lot to, to pull from there. Um, in terms of what I'm passionate about this year, uh, my next big kind of personal or I guess my professional goal I'm working on is public speaking. And so I'm taking the book and the podcast and all that content and taking it on the road a, a lot more to uh, to travel around more. So that's I'm really passionate about uh, getting better as a speaker and really improving my own skill set there uh, so I can communicate uh, all this stuff that I obviously care a lot about. So there it is. Do you feel like one day in the future you'll be in a big baseball stadium and people will be cheering your name? Is that a visual? Uh, maybe not a baseball stadium, but certainly in a large auditorium. Yes. Got it, man. Well, Hey, I want to pause just for a second and just honor the work you're doing. You're helping people transform their lives by getting clear on why they're doing what they're doing. That is tremendously powerful, Jeff. So thank you for doing what you do. Yeah. Well, thank you, Josh. That is a wrap for episode 52. It was interesting. I actually asked Jeff off the recording, you don't do cocaine, do you? This dude has some energy. Can you feel the energy through the microphone? I mean, I have energy, but like he blows it away. I'm going to have to look into taking some of these smoothies that he drinks. All the resources from today can be found at wellnessforce.com slash Jeff Sanders. Hop on over there. He's got some amazing guides and he's got a phenomenal podcast. He's interviewed some of my greatest mentors in life. Deepak Chopra was on his show. You can find all the information again at wellnessforce.com slash Jeff Sanders. Next week, it's another surprise. I surprised you guys with Gretchen Rubin a couple weeks ago. We're going to do another surprise. I'm bringing on someone super close to my heart in the fitness industry that's going to give you massive tools on how to integrate workouts into your busy life. Parents, singles, whoever you are, CEO, mom, this is the show for you. Tune in next week on Tuesday. We will unload knowledge and drop some serious bombs of value. Now, all you get to do is go have an amazing day with all the tools and the information from Jeff and every guest that's been on the show. And until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness.